Welcome to Barclays Money Plan Podcast, where our experts share their knowledge and insights to help you manage your money and become a better and more confident investor. In this episode of Money Plan, we dispel some of the myths surrounding the investment world and lay out a number of different ways to start growing your wealth. Hello and welcome to another episode of Money Plan, our regular personal finance podcast. I'm Jenny Sitter and I work in the investments team here at Barclays and we're going to start today in why so many people think that investing is a complex and intimidating process that requires a substantial amount of expertise to get started because that couldn't be further from the truth. In life we invest time and effort in our family, our home and our work yet we don't put enough of our time into the financial world. Why? Although it may seem that investing is only for those who have a vast amount of knowledge the process isn't actually as complex as it appears. So in this episode of Money Plan, I'm joined today by Claire Francis, Director of Savings and Investments, where we're going to dispel some of the myths surrounding investing and discuss why you don't need to be an expert if you like to get your money working harder. Before we begin our conversation, I just need to remind you that when it comes to investing, stock markets can fall as well as rise, so there's always a chance that you could lose some money. Also, we don't offer personal advice, so if you're unsure about next steps, please seek independent financial advice. So Claire, let's go straight in then, if I may, with this issue of complexity. Is investing actually hard? No, Jenny, it's it's not hard, but we know from our own research and from lots of research that's been done by other investment providers and elsewhere in the industry that complexity is one of the big sort of barriers that can really put people off from investing because they think it's difficult. And in a lot of ways, it's understandable uh, because even if you think about some of the terminology and the language around investing in itself, it feels quite complicated and jargony. Um, So we spend, as you know, we spend a lot of time here at Barclays trying to sort of talk about investing in an everyday conversational language to sort of try and break down maybe that point, um, uh, that barrier that put people off. And also, if there is a, a technical term, explain what it is to show that actually maybe it's not that scary and, and as complicated as it perhaps first appears. I think add to the mix also you've got the the additional risk that comes with investing your money rather than keeping it in cash savings because as as you mentioned, you know, stock markets do go down as well as up. And I think because of that sort of worry that if people aren't familiar with investing, they've not done it before, they think maybe I'm putting my money at risk here. And so as you mentioned, the feeling often is that they need to do everything, all the research, understand everything they need to know about it before they feel confident enough to give it a go and get started. And I think we, we've, I've read research that particularly among women, that's something that can be a big barrier, this sort of feeling that we research, we research, research. And as you mentioned, in, in other areas of our lives, we perhaps sort of don't feel confident until we, we feel that we, we, we're definitely doing the, the right thing. But actually, when it comes to investing, confidence is one of those things that builds over time. If you're waiting for the day that you're going to know everything, you'll never get there. You'll never get started. Mm. I, I sort of, I've been investing for over 20 years now. I still don't know everything. <laughs> But, you know, my confidence has built over time. My knowledge has built. And I think that's one of the things that we want to try and reassure people is, is just sort of if you feel that it's the right time for you to invest because you've got some money you can be putting away for at least five years or so to give it time to sort of grow and help you achieve greater financial security in the future, 
then, you know, get started. We've got lots of help and support to get you on your way. And once you've, you get started, often people realise that perhaps it's not as complicated as they first thought it might be. They feel less anxious about it and they, they perhaps get a bit more brave, I suppose, as, as time goes on in terms of how and where they invest their money. Yeah. So you mentioned confidence there quite a few times. So in order to build that confidence as someone who's wanting to dip their toe in the stock market, make their own investment decisions, what help is on hand? What support is available for those people? Yeah, so I think, that, I think the first thing to do is, is decide which company you're going to have your investment account with. So at Barclays, we've got our investment platform is called Smart Investor. And it's what's called a DIY investment platform, which may, means that you make your own investment decisions. So you don't receive advice, but there's lots of help and support available on the website and in the app to help you work out where you want to invest your money. And what you need to do to get started is you have to open an account just as you do with a savings account. And there are there are different types of investment accounts. So there's a stocks and shares or an investment ISA. And we'd suggest that this is the most tax efficient way of investing, because if you open an ISA, any money you put within your ISA, the returns are free from tax. Whereas if you invest outside of an ISA, you may be um, liable for tax um, when you come to sell your investments or on the dividends that you receive. So, you know, one choice is an investment ISA. Another choice, if you've already opened an, um, an investment ISA in the current tax year, which if you're just starting out, you probably haven't. But if you you may have used your ISA allowance for um, in a cash ISA instead. But if you if you if an investment ISA isn't isn't open for you, then you could open a general investment account, and this just means any gains that you make on your money when you come to sell your investments, you might pay tax on them. But once your account is open, then it's up to you as and where you want to invest your money. And as you mentioned earlier, we have lots of help at hand. So again, going back to this sort of where we started off about people feeling it's complicated and it's it's very complex. It can feel that way. It can feel quite daunting because once you've got your account open and you're thinking, where am I going to put my money? Um, there are lots of different ways you can invest but I think it's worth spending a little bit of time and I think what we'll come on to here is is some of the things that are available to sort of help you with those decisions to make it a little bit easier for you. Yeah and and let's come straight onto there then if, if we may. So you've taken that first step, you've chosen the account relevant to you and your circumstances. I imagine then finding the right investment can seem really daunting, especially when there's so much to choose from. So what are some of the ways that we can help our listeners choose and find the right investments from a DIY platform? Well, firstly, I think, you know, we produce a lot of content ourselves here at Barclays. So this this monthly podcast, the Money Plan podcast is designed to sort of help with that sort of education and, and grow the confidence. But we also have lots of articles and videos on the site to help people get started and, and, and read up a little bit more. And there are also different ways to invest. So in, in terms of sort of choosing what you want to invest your money in. Now, if you think that, you know, there's a huge choice out there. So 
thousands of companies listed on the stock exchange. And, and what we can see when people start out is often what they'll do is they will buy shares in an individual company, because if you're not that sure about what you're doing, it's relatively easy to understand that if you buy shares in a company, you're owning a little bit of that company in the hope that you'll sort of profit from its future growth um, and the share price will rise. But that's quite high risk, because if the company share price falls, then you are putting yourself at risk of, of losing money. So another way to invest is to invest via a fund. And we have lots of funds available on Smart Investor. And the way a fund works is that your money is pooled with that of other investors. And then the fund manager will invest it on your behalf. And a single fund will often hold between sort of 50 and 100 different companies within it. But that sort of diversification that you're getting, that spread there is helping reduce the overall risk. So, you know, going for a fund can be a good option when it comes to getting started. And we have information on the website. And, and if you invest elsewhere, you know, other providers will be similar, you know, to help narrow down that choice for you. So you could choose from um, a ready-made investment fund, which we have five of, and um, they sort of range depending on, on how comfortable you are with risk. We also produce a funds list. So you can see a selection of funds that are an investment expert believe will offer a good return over the longer term. Um, again, that helps narrow down your choice. If you do decide that you want to buy shares, we, we show you know the most popular shares that other investors have been buying, which again, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the right thing for you, but you can get an idea of, of what others are doing. And there's lots of information like that. We also have a research centre. So if you do feel inclined to sort of spend a lot of time and want to do lots of research yourself, there's lots of company information on there and, and um, information about the funds, what all the funds invest in, all of that sort of stuff is all there available to you. And, and what about those who perhaps don't have the time to do all that research? You know, there's so much available. Is there a simple or quick route into investing for them? Yeah, what we find, I mentioned the ready-made investment funds a minute ago, and I think, you know, they're a popular option for lots of investors, but particularly those who either um, are new to investing and aren't quite sure where to start or how to start, or for those who, as you mentioned, perhaps don't feel that they've got the time to do lots of research themselves. And the way a ready-made investment works is that they invest in, in a mixture of cash, shares and bonds. Now, each of those, they're called asset types, they each perform a bit differently in different market conditions. So again, going back to that point about diversification, if you're spreading your money and you've got it invested in different places, it should all behave differently at different times. Therefore, if something's falling, hopefully something else is going up, which should smooth your returns and lessen the overall risk that you're taking and reduce the chance of you losing money. Our ready-made funds also invest all over the world. So as well as the different types of assets, as well as cash, shares and bonds, they also invest in different countries all over the world. Again, because they'll all perform differently at different times. And the way the funds differ is the level of risk they're taking. So if you're quite cautious and quite risk averse and, and, and sort of worried about the risk um, that you're taking with your investments, then, you know, you can choose a ready-made investment that, that's low risk and, and that will have more exposure to sort of cash and bonds, which tend to be a bit less risky than shares. And as you move up the risk profile, depending on how comfortable you take, you feel, you know, that, that sort of 
proportion of the money that's invested in each asset class will, will differ a bit. And certainly if you're investing for a long period of time, in theory, you can afford to take more risk because you've got time on your side to sort of ride out any market downturns. But it very much does depend on you as an individual and what you feel comfortable with. But but once your money is invested in a ready-made investment, then almost to a large degree, you can forget about it because our investment experts will be sort of working behind the scenes to adjust how uh, the fund's invested just to make sure it stays on track in terms of its risk profile and its sort of asset um, mix and that sort of thing. So if that's all you want to do, you could open a ready-made investment and then um, check on it relatively, you know, a couple of times a year to make sure it's it's going as as planned. But you don't have to worry too much on a day-to-day basis. So I guess then it's very important to understand your own behaviours and how you feel about investing and therefore able to sort of assess your own risk appetite before you get going. What other piece of advice would you give our listeners who do still feel nervous about investing in the stock market? Firstly, thinking about what risk you feel comfortable with is an important place to start. Um, and it can change over time. So what we we often see is people start off perhaps quite cautious, but as their confidence builds, they're happier to take more risk. So I think, you know, do think about that before you get started. But also do a bit of research. Now, we mentioned at the beginning that you don't need to be an expert to get started. But equally, it's important to have, I think, some curiosity because this is your money at the end of the day. And you want to um, be sure, I suppose, and confident that it's going to be working for you and and growing to help you towards your future. So understanding a little bit how how investing works um, is worth doing. And as I say, there are videos and podcasts and articles that we produce. There's also loads from other providers and if you're on social media on social media channels and things like that so there's lots of accessible ways to find out a little bit more about investing and then begin to think about what your overall aim is so that sort of planning this is all part of you and your future and your family's future and the reason to consider investing is the hope that you're going to be earning more on the money that's invested than your money would the returns you would get if you left everything in a savings account so you want to be sort of thinking about that and how you can sort of build out your investments to get that all important diversification that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. um, and also you know being a bit disciplined because one of the other things that we see is that understandably when things get a bit rocky in the economy and the outside world and and people see headlines about stock markets falling and and things Mm -hmm. like that you know it's totally understandable that for a lot of investors it they can start to feel a bit nervous and that's perfectly normal right (laughs) i don't Mm -hmm. think human if you didn't but that doesn't mean that you need to panic because this is all part of of how stock markets and and the financial markets work they don't always go up they will go down but when they do go down it doesn't mean that you have to sort of panic and pull your money out and if you do that's the point at which you're sort of heightening the chance of you losing money and you might also miss out on some of the sort of the rebound in the market and some of the upturn so I think when we talk about discipline it's thinking I'm doing this for the long term I'm doing this for my future and trying to prepare yourself for those sort of volatile periods and having the nerve to hold on. Um, And that's where that discipline comes in. And so ways to, if, if you feel that you're naturally an anxious person and might worry, you know, 
behavior and how you check your investments. Try and block out the news. Try not to worry too much. Try mm-hmm. not to look at your investments daily because you'll then think, oh gosh, they've dropped 500 pounds today or whatever. Tomorrow they could be up 600. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if mm-hmm. you just check in perhaps once a quarter, every, you know, every, every few months, just to make sure things um, are going okay, uh, that can be easier as well. And, and just sort of be patient, you know, remind yourself why you're doing this. This is for your longer term. If it's not, it's probably not the right thing to do. But if you've got that sort of time horizon of five years or longer, then again, just, just try and remind yourself of that if you're feeling that you're perhaps getting a little bit jittery and a bit nervous. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much, Claire. That's some really great insight there. So discipline, patience, curiosity, that's some of the elements that make up a successful investor. And actually, as you say, it's not as complicated as it sounds at all. And I hope everyone who's listening will start to realise that. Um, If you did enjoy this episode, uh, please do like and subscribe to our podcast. And thanks again for listening. And we'll look forward to welcoming you again soon. Thanks, Claire. Thank you. This podcast is not a personal investment recommendation. All tax rules can change in future and their effects depend on your individual circumstances, which can also change. We don't offer personal tax advice. You should obtain this independently if you are unsure. Investments can fall as well as rise in value and their past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.